Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do. What's going on, guys? Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Today, I talk with 
Vicki Stark. And Vicki is a woman with a mission. She's devoted to helping people learn how to take the difficulties life throws their way and turn them into opportunities for growth. She's a psychotherapist, author, blogger, and speaker, and has been doing that for more than 30 years. And today, Vicki and I talk about her book and her work around her book. And her book is called Runaway Husbands. And she'll tell you what a runaway husband is. And basically, it's someone who has up and run away in a seemingly happy marriage. And it actually happened to her. And that's what prompted her to build a community of support and tools and write a book about it. And if you're listening and you've been affected by this, certainly going to be valuable. And I think it's also valuable if you've gone through a breakup, going through a breakup or divorce, a lot of great stuff in today's conversation. And I say it in the show, I'll say it here at the top. You're not alone. I know it is incredibly painful to lose a relationship, no matter how you lose it. And certainly if you're in a happy one and suddenly ends that is going to be incredibly difficult. But you're not alone. And Vicky will tell you all about how you can join her community. And I think you'll find a lot of value in today's conversation. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. You know, I try really hard to give you guys great content. And this is not my full-time job. It's actually my part-time job. I guess now is a good opportunity. I could tell you I'm a, I run a surf retreat here in Costa Rica, and I'm also proud dad to Stella, as Sarah is a proud mom to her. And Sarah and I started this podcast seven, eight years ago just to get free relationship advice and share it with people. And here we are approaching 400 episodes. And I'm just really thankful to get this information right alongside you, try to improve my life, improve my relationships. So yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Vicki. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Very happy to be here, Chase. Today, we're going to talk about your book, Runaway Husbands, and all the work that you do around it. I think it's super important and really beautiful what you're doing. And I thought a good place for us to start would be having you tell us what prompted you to write the book. And we'll talk about what a runaway husband is, and we will share some super valuable information with our listeners. That sounds wonderful. And I'm... I'm so happy to have the opportunity to talk about this topic with your listeners, because a lot of uh, women who are in this situation don't know about it um, and are really struggling and suffering and having a really hard time feeling like they're the only person in the world to whom this had happened. Um, And so I'm always happy to be able to get the word out. Um, how it started, uh, how this whole amazing journey started for me. Uh, I had been a, a psychotherapist and a marriage counselor for 25 years and had been in what I thought was an extremely secure, very happy marriage um, with my husband. We'd been married for 21 years. 
Um, and I thought things were, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, not perfect, but pretty good. Um, and I had written a book, my first book, which was about sister relationships. And I'd been on a book tour. I'd been on the road all across America um, for 21 days. Um, and when I arrived home, I flew back. I live in Montreal and I flew back from the West Coast. Um, and he picked me up at the airport and drove me home. Um, and then he rushed off to work, which I thought sounded, I had taken the red eye back. So I arrived in the morning and it, it sounded a little odd that he was going to work. Usually he would want to stop and have a coffee and talk about what was going on and welcome me home. Anyhow, he went off to, he went off to work and I spent the day sort of putting around the house and I took a shower and I noticed this long, dark hair in the bathtub, but being a very naive or trusting wife. I thought nothing of it. I figured maybe it fell off his clothes or something. Um, and then when he got home that night, he said to me, I, I said to him, I bought fish. Um, and he said, it's over. Um, and I said, okay, you don't want fish. I'll make chicken. And he said, no, it's over. The marriage is over and I'm moving out right now. So that was the start of a, a very painful tumultuous period in my life and he did move out um, um, and move directly in with his girlfriend and I, I subsequently learned that he'd been having an affair for six years. Um, so that's really the sort of the genesis of how the whole Runaway Husband project began. I had already written one book and I was I was a marriage counselor. I, I knew the marriage was over. You know, he was moved in with his girlfriend. Um, and I started researching sudden wife abandonment um, and learned that there is really nothing written about it. And the more I was researching it, the more I was hearing from other women whose husbands had left in similar ways out of the blue from what they thought was a happy marriage. Um, and then subsequently, I did a, a research project and I did I had 400 women participating um, from throughout the world. And I got the, the basic material to write runaway husbands. So that's sort of the beginning of the whole story. Um, and then, so that was a, a number of years ago, the book came out in 2010. Um, and since then we've developed a worldwide community of women helping you know, helping each other um, through all sorts of ways um, and, and getting people back on the road to recovery because it's quite a traumatic event. Thank you for sharing your very personal story, Vicki. And I think that is, in itself so important and valuable for people out there to know. Obviously, you've written a book, you've built this community, but you're going to reach a lot of listeners with this and that they're not alone and that their experience is not unique and it's got to be incredibly painful. So why don't we start now by having you tell our listeners how to deal with that grief? How did you deal with it and how are you teaching people to deal with that initial shock and grief and sadness and pain. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the thing that's important for people to understand is that, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, what is it? 40, 45% of marriages end in divorce, but this kind of ending to a marriage, which I've come to call wife abandonment syndrome is different from a typical divorce. Uh, in a typical divorce, uh, the wife knows that there's a problem. They may have been going to marriage counseling. He may have told her, I'm really unhappy. She may have known if there was another woman involved. 
And so she had the opportunity to try to to try to work on the marriage, to try to retrieve things, to try to improve things. Um, and it didn't come so suddenly. Um, but this type of ending typically comes quite suddenly. Uh, even if he doesn't move out immediately, uh, he sort of unilaterally makes the decision. So there's this element of trauma in it. Um, and so that the women who experience this, like myself, go through like a, a, an actual traumatic experience. Um, many of them, like me, lost 30 pounds. I lost 30 pounds. It's not unusual for women to lose 20, 30 pounds. Um, and they don't, they're not sleeping. They're obsessing. They're deeply, deeply struggling. Um, and so, but then after six or eight months, friends and family, you know, start to say, hey, it's time to pull it together. You know, it's, you're not the first person to get divorced. You know, why are you still in such bad shape? And even a therapist don't really understand the traumatic nature of wife abandonment syndrome. And then they, you know, and often, you know, women tell me that their therapists are asking them about their childhood abandonment issues or that kind of thing, which, you know, perhaps plays a role, but it's really not the fundamental thing. It's the fact that it's as if you'd been in an automobile accident and you didn't see it coming. You know, your life changes from one minute to the next. And then you have to redefine who you are, what your future is about, what your identity is, and and not only your future, but also your past. Because one of the features in wife abandonment syndrome is that the husband, he not only walks away and in 90% of the cases has, a, there's another woman, there's an affair, but he then sort of diminishes the whole marriage and tells the wife, no, I was never happy. You know, even those times he thought I was happy, I was never happy. And he blames the wife and she is totally bewildered. She's like, I can't, you know, I didn't know anything about that. You know, that time we went to California and he said he had such a bad time. And I thought we were having a great time. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. 
When you work full time, have kids and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code I do when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. The important thing is that um, that people don't really understand the traumatic nature of this kind of separation and divorce um, and that it takes longer than a typical divorce. So that if a woman is still really in bad shape after a year, that's not unusual. Um, and I would say it takes a year and a half or two years for her to really get her feet back on the ground and feel as though she can be living her life, um, living her new life. Um, and starting to create, you know, new patterns and and stop feeling so badly. So it's, you know, it's a it's a long process. Um, and part of the the need for for women who are going through this is to understand that it is going to take a long time, and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with her. Um, and that even if a therapist doesn't really understand, you know, that she needs a longer period of time to 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 catch her breath and regain her new life um it it's not necessarily a pathological problem um and so that's why i created this uh, community the runaway husbands community where we have workshops and we have um therapy groups and we have uh, a facebook group so that the women are can be in touch with other women um, sort of any hour of the day or night, because we have people all over the world um, when they're going through a hard time. How do you guide these women in adjusting to the shock and the trauma, those initial weeks and months? What are some of the big pain points and how can someone get through that more easily? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, pain points is is the right word. Um, and in it's sort of the earliest, the early weeks and months, it's really, it's just a matter of getting up every morning and putting one foot in front of the other. 
um, and just keep going. For the women who have a job, they're luckier because at least they can distract themselves for eight hours a day. Um, for those women who were stay-at-home moms um, or who were retired and don't have a place to go to during the during the day and are just sort of locked in the house with their own thoughts, not to mention a pandemic, but uh, locked in the house with their own thoughts, it, it's harder. Um, but but it's very important to take care of oneself, to eat, um, to try to exercise is very helpful, to to use the help of family and friends, um, to hopefully get a therapist who you can rely on, um, but also to recognize that you're not always going to feel this wretched, um, that it's temporary, that it's a necessary stage, and that you just have to keep going and you will stop obsessing, you will stop feeling so badly. And little by little, um, my, my hope for the women in our community is that they can learn how to take this crisis of abandonment and turn it to an uh, turn it into an opportunity for growth and change. So my message, my basic message, you know, to anyone going through this particular crisis or any crisis is that crisis is also opportunity. It sort of shakes you free of your old patterns, forces you to look at your life. Um, and in an ideal situation, you have the courage to try to build from this period of disorganization that happens as a result of a crisis. So for many of the women in our community, it's given them an opportunity to go back to school or to take up a new pursuit or to do something that they'd never done before, or maybe that their husband might have disapproved of. Um, they have to learn how to handle their finances if they didn't do that before, um, mow the lawn, buy a car, you know, develop some kind of independence that maybe they didn't have when they when they were married. Um, and that will help them feel good about themselves uh, as they move forward in recovery. During the stages of grief, and we actually recorded a show about grieving a breakup, and we very much go through stages of grief as if we had lost someone because we have. And I want to honor the fact that this is different, as you have mentioned. But I imagine people early on are feeling these stages and, and there's bargaining and there's questioning why me and, and rumination. What would you tell someone who I know you said one foot in front of the other and reaching out to this community? Is there any practical things like very actionable steps to maybe changing their thinking if they're really stuck in, in this why me? Why did he do that rumination? What would you tell someone that's in that area or just feeling really, really stuck? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a um, sort of a normative phase in the beginning is that stuck feeling. Um, and in terms of actions, I believe that that we can get a lot of help if we're going to, you know, sort of read the literature about grief recovery, like uh, the book, um, The Dark Night of the Soul, or When Things Fall Apart. Um, if we're going to listen to podcasts, or maybe like your own, um, or like Inside Timer or Calm meditations that are there to help you, you know, to help you remember that even though you're in the present moment um, and you're very, very wrapped up in the present moment, 
that time continues and that there'll be a future. Um, if you have any connection to any kind of religious community, that's a very can be a very helpful thing to get involved in a religious community um, and maybe to join if it's if it's possible for you um, to, to to join something like what I did, which is I joined a woman's barbershop chorus. And believe me, Chase, I have the worst voice in the world, but they let me in. They were very kind. Um, <laughs> but going every week and singing with other women. Um, and having to learn the repertoire so that night after night, rather than sitting alone listening to the clock tick, I had to memorize my part. Doing something like that, that you know, required some you know involvement, was also very therapeutic. If even if you're you're not a gym person, if you could do some kind of exercise, Zumba or or have something, you know, to try to fill up your calendar during the week so that you're gonna to go to yoga class or you're gonna go swimming or you're gonna take a walk with a friend. Um, and then also the other thing that I did, which I recommend is that when I would go out to dinner with a friend or with a couple, um, I would read the newspaper first and have something to talk about other than my own misery. Because I know that not everybody wants to only hear about that. And although in the beginning with my very close friends, there's no way I could have avoided talking about it, that's normal, but that you want to try to be sensitive to, to not totally you know, wear your friends out with, you know, with all of the suffering that you're going through. And the other pain point for a lot of people is children. If you have young children and you have to co-parent with your former spouse, and particularly if he's living with the affair partner, that's rough. That's a hard thing to send your kids over there. Um, and that takes a lot of courage um, and a lot of self-control to not try to poison your children. Or if you have adult children, um, to try to, to understand it from their point of view that they may want to keep their relationship with their father um, and that you might not want to bring them in as your ally um, and expect them to turn against their father because that might not be healthy for them. So there's a lot of complex issues that develop as a result of this kind of divorce. But basically, if you can take the high road and try to develop yourself as an individual, you're going to come out better better off in the end. How does someone work towards forgiveness? Because I imagine... It's going to be a lot of anger, just a lot of pain. And ultimately, if we can learn to forgive, it'll help release a lot of that anger. Am I on to something there? And, and if so, how can someone work towards that? Yeah, I mean, the women in my community often talk about forgiveness in, in this context. I'll never forgive him. Uh, that's what they say. Um, and although they may feel as though they should forgive, many of the women feel as though the level of betrayal and the, the kind of sort of cold hearted hurt that he's inflicted on her makes it very, very hard for them to forgive. Um, so first of all, they have to forgive themselves because very often they blame themselves. If I were more attentive, if I were more sexy, if I were more you know, something different than what I am, if I wasn't getting older, if I didn't put on the, all that weight, you know, they blame themselves for the breakdown of the marriage. Um, 
And if they're going to forgive, forgiveness happens a whole lot later. But it's really not something that people in our community focus on a lot um, because it feels sort of out of touch because of because of the the amount of hurt that they've experienced. That makes sense. So what are some of the things that the people in your community focus on? Well, you know, there are different stages. So in the early stages, the, the first months or year, <laughs> they're focusing on staying alive, keep going, you know, go to work and uh, don't drink too much. Uh, don't overeat. Uh, don't get involved with drugs, you know, and and really try to be healthy and take care of yourself. But then after that, it comes to figuring out how you can be comfortable in your skin as a single woman, um, that it's nice to have a, a partner. Um, it's nice to have a companion. But if you don't, that you can be proud of yourself and that you can enjoy your life as a single woman. A lot of women feel like it's it's humiliating. It's embarrassing, you know, that at my age, whatever their age is, you know, that, I, that I'm single. They, they never imagined that that would be them. And there's a point of pride at being married um, and having your family and maybe your children or grandchildren um, and sharing it with a husband. But if that's not available to you, you have to learn how to to love yourself um, and to really work on that self-love, self-forgiveness, and to recognize that life is beautiful and precious, even if it hasn't turned out the way you imagined you imagined that it would when you were younger. Um, so that's the, really the kind of growth that would make all of the suffering more meaningful um, is to really have that love and appreciation for life. Um, and, you know, I, I often show a video um, called The Lady in Number Six about uh, Alice Summers, who was the oldest living Holocaust survivor when she died at 109. Um, and in the video, one of the women says that, you know, when you've been through such hard times as they had been through, you know, in the Holocaust, she said, you realize that very few things are important in life. And she said, number one is life itself. And number two is relationships, any kind of relationships. And she said, and everything else you can do without. Um, I would throw health in there also. But, you know, that appreciation for life itself. And that appreciation for relationships and not only a love relationship, but relatives, friends, you know, children, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, parents, they're all precious. Um, and if we can develop that love of life, then we're doing we're doing well. What are some tips you can give for developing more self-love? I think that you have to really sit down and think about your life. But you also also have to surround yourself with positive people. You have to choose a community of people who are going to lift you up. And you have to avoid those bitter people who are going to be, you know, putting, bringing you down. So that is very, very important. That's what I've tried to develop with the runaway husbands community. That it's not going to be a place for a bunch of women to, to, you know, to complain about how awful men are or how awful their husbands are, although you know there's plenty of that in it, but that there is really 
lots of room for people to to talk about the strategies that they've used um, in order to better themselves. So, you know, really, Chase, I think that one of the most important things is to choose your community wisely and to look for people who are going to provide you with that positive viewpoint in life. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero. .co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing and they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie, their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H E R O dot C O. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. 
When you download Earn an App, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. As someone continues to move forward, we've covered a lot in, in the initial phase and in, in the first year. What's next? Like, how do they enter into another relationship? Surely there's going to be trust issues and in, in things like that. Well, I don't want to assume, but maybe that's an issue going into future relationships. Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge issue. Um, and a lot of people say, I don't ever want to get into another relationship because I don't want to ever want to be hurt like this again. Um, but what I tell the women is, first of all, you're never going to be hurt like this again. Because for for most of the women in this community, um, they've been married for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And they're not going to have that first initial marriage where you know, where they're building their lives together. Those days are gone. So any subsequent relationship that they're going to have is going to be of a different nature. Um, so it's not like that thing where you're having your children and you're, you know, you're buying your first home together and you're building your career. You know, I mean, definitely there are younger women in our community, but that first significant relationship has passed. And in the second relationship, you're going to know that there are no guarantees. So that if it should end, it's not going to come as a kind of shock that that first relationship, the ending of that first relationship was. Um, because you're aware of the fact that in relationships don't necessarily last forever. Um, so you're not going to be hurt in the same kind of way, even if the relationship should end. But the other thing I say to people about trust is that wouldn't you rather be the kind of person who trusts people and who trusts again? And maybe with all any kind of trust, you open yourself up to risk um, and maybe becomes disappointed in a subsequent relationship rather than be the kind of person who doesn't trust anybody and doesn't open the door at all and doesn't let anybody in and is behind that brick wall and doesn't have the possibility of having perhaps a beautiful relationship, a very satisfying relationship, a different kind of mature relationship. Um, and so I think that you'd find more happiness in life if you get yourself to trust again, but recognizing that it's different than the first time around. Um, you know, I have a lot to say and we, 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 we don't have the time today, on how to trust again and how to date again and what to what to think about in dating. But maybe the short the short um, thing that I would have to say is keep your expectations really low. You know, if you're dating, you're not looking for the man of your dreams. You're looking for a nice person to go and have a dinner with and maybe go to a movie with um, and get to know somebody and take it really, really slow. Um, because the idea of falling madly in love again is not necessarily a great idea. You know, you'd rather make a friend and get to know somebody and slowly build a relationship over time um, with very, very low expectations. 
So it definitely is possible for people to, even if they've been so terribly hurt, to love again and trust again and have and have a beautiful connection with somebody um, after all of this has happened, because it's a new chapter in your life and you want to make this a beautiful chapter. It's not like your life is over. It's not. You have a future. It's in your hands and, and construct it the way you want it to be. Go after what you want in life. That would be my advice. We've covered a lot in this very broad topic. Are there any things that you want to emphasize or any stages that we skipped over? Um, we, we, we sure have covered a lot. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that you've helped me get the point across, which I, I, I think came through loud and clear, which is that that hard things happen in life. We have to rise, rise ourselves up. Um, we have to, to work hard to not let ourselves become bitter or resentful or hateful. That's not what we're going to let ourselves be. Um, we, we need to keep our, our vision on the future and recognize that the pain is going to pass and that your beliefs that there is no happiness, I, I can never be happy again, is just a belief. It's not a fact. And so you can you can work if you keep your your mind open and you keep that that positive approach, you can work on building a surprising next chapter in your life. Well, thank you, Vicky. That's a, a very positive message that we can leave our listeners with. And I want you to tell our listeners where they can find out more about your work, how they can join the community, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, perfect. So um, my book is called Runaway Husbands. Isn't that a great title? Runaway Husbands. Um, and our website is www.runawayhusbands.com. Um, so if anyone is interested, you can go check out our website. We have a lot going on throughout the year. We have all different events. Some are free, you know, some are very low cost. Um, I would start with getting the book, um, going to the website, and we want to extend a hand and help anyone who's been going through this. Well, thank you, Vicki. I think it's it's so important. And yeah, that those of you listening this far, you're not alone in the work you're doing. I really encourage you to check out Vicky's stuff and, and join the community. I know it's got to be incredibly valuable. So thank you for that and for sharing all the information with our listeners today. Thank you so much, Chase. I really appreciate it. And and I'm really delighted to be able to, to explain about uh, the runaway husband's work and how we can help women. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. 
And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner, or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners. If you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock, we've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.